Hi, lovelies. Welcome back to another episode. So today's topic is something that has been building up for a while inside of me. Now I'm going to release it all for you. And I know it impacts every single one of you because every single time I coach, this comes up. When I sit with my friends, this comes up. When I watch movies, this comes up. It's all about disappointing others and how much we don't want to do it. Now, it became so obvious to me that this was a topic when I went out for dinner with some friends. I was with three friends and they have three different jobs with three different employers and they were all working overtime beyond what they really had the capacity to give, beyond what they were being paid for, beyond what they had agreed to, all because they didn't want to disappoint others. Now, one friend was working for a nonprofit organization. She'd actually already got a new job, by the way, because the work there wasn't sustainable or changing. And even though she was out, she wasn't at all out, right? In fact, the opposite. Someone else quit like the week before and she stepped up more for their role. Even though she literally couldn't give any more, she didn't want to disappoint the community she cared so much about. And a few years ago, I'd have been like, yes, right with you. You can't disappoint this community that needs you. They've been through so much. They rely on the service that you guys provide. You have to give everything. But now, well, I will tell you what I told her. I said to her, in one year's time, they won't remember whether this workshop that you're staying late every night this week to make sure happens, they won't remember whether it got canceled or not. Like if you're already exhausted, the best thing that you can do for them and for you is sometimes cancel it. Sometimes canceling is the best thing we can do. And even, I should add this caveat, even if it's not the best for them, I went there. Listen, as women, especially, we evolve to give first. And this has only been heightened throughout our socialization. Like really, this was the prime example. Her boss wasn't the one doing more, more, more. In fact, he'd specifically said to her, stop. He knew from being around the block a few times that this was actually the fast track to burnout, right? Like he knew, he didn't feel that same pressure. So, for those of you listening, and I know there are plenty of you, and can add that I also spent many a 10 p.m. at night doing this. So for those of you that can relate in some form, where you are giving beyond what you can, where you know you are at breaking point, but where you are putting your needs below a group of people, let me tell you what maybe no one else has. Drop it. What's really happening here is you are trying to stop people from experiencing human emotions. And more specifically, disappointment. And that may be coming from a place of thinking that they can't handle it. Let me assure you, they can and they will. People are a lot stronger than we give them credit for, you included. And no matter what you do, people are gonna experience human emotions. You do not have that superpower. So, for all of you listening, I want you to think about where are you 
doing, doing, doing to try to avoid disappointing others, right? Not only, here's what's gonna happen. Not only are you gonna fail at eliminating their disappointment, which she was even seeing because even with giving everything she had, she still couldn't get everything done. She still couldn't answer all the queries and the questions and get back to everyone. So not only are you not capable of avoiding or preventing other people experiencing human emotions, you're not, sorry, you are going to end up disappointing yourself. So the result in the world, the net result that we can think about is more disappointment, the opposite of what you want to create. Now the other two friends work in tech and they were also working long hours and they didn't want to disappoint their team. They didn't want to disappoint their managers. And again, different audience, same rules. They were feeling more disappointed in the end. They were feeling disappointed with the companies. They were feeling disappointed with their hours. They were feeling disappointed with how they were being managed and they were on the fast track to quitting, which would really, really, really be disappointing to their managers. So as we were chatting, <laughs> I asked them, just like, what do you think your boss really wants? Does your boss really want you working longer hours? Is that like the number one thing they are measuring up against? Of course not. What they actually care about is results in the business. See, a lot of people tell me, I would love to join Time Hackers, but it doesn't really apply because I have a boss and I work for a corporation or a startup or a company. And I'm here to tell you all, it 100% does apply. Do you think your boss really cares about seeing your ass at the table every minute or do they care about you getting shit done, really? And I can promise you, I remember starting out my days in the city, speaking to my friends at top law firms and finance houses and all that shit, speaking about how much time everyone was spending on the Daily Mail website. Now your boss does not want you on trash websites just sat at the desk. That's not going to be what creates results for any business. In fact, I'm even gonna tell you a story. When I started out in finance, we had like a real old school CEO and he literally one day sent an email to the entire company, the entire London office, I should say. And he said, from now on, everyone's to come in at 8 a.m., everyone, no exceptions. So, huge company, everyone coming in, like from the most senior to the most junior. And then, the head of my team, who by the way, still remains a close friend, she replied and CC'd our team and said, we will not be coming in early. She had young kids, she'd agreed to come to work at those hours, and she got everything done in those hours, right? So she wasn't, she, she was saying how she wasn't spending time and work chatting to other people and socializing. She came in, she got her work done, she came out. That was how we were gonna operate as a team. So that meant we were the only team in the whole company exempt. And it was such a powerful moment for me to witness and be a part of as a junior and essentially he, he didn't argue. He was like, okay, because he wanted her results, right? He wanted her results more than he wanted her to be at the desk for an hour. So where are you prioritizing giving time over giving results? 
And since this is the topic of disappointing others, we are also going to talk about when you aren't giving the desired results. So let me tell you about when I left finance after studying at LSE. So I got my IMC, I got my CFA level one, all these qualifications and certifications. I was earning good money. I was on this like fast track to success and then decided to leave finance twice, right? Once for tech and once for coaching. This was not the desired result for my parents or my colleagues or probably anyone that knew me then. Um, Honestly, they didn't know what the fuck coaching was. I could sense some disappointment in my parents, sure. But it all became really obvious over one conversation. And credit to my parents, by the way, they were with me at the super low, what the fuck am I doing, I'll never be successful point when I decided to be a coach, quit my job, never worked for the coach, had no training, and really was in the wild west of it all, as well as having my own serious identity crisis. And that's why, like I will say to anyone thinking about becoming a coach now, the first thing to do is get yourself in a coaching community, get yourself surrounded by other people doing this work. So I was there navigating the whole thing. Um, It was a shit show. (laughs) And let's just say it definitely built the foundation that's allowed me to be so successful today. But I didn't know that I was building that foundation of success at the time, right? You don't know that when you are just like screwing everything up. (laughs) I've also had clients talk to me about disappointing their family when it comes to making plans or canceling plans or who they'll spend Christmas with or who they date or where they live or when they're going home or when they're not going home. Like the conversations you have as well when you tell people that you're not available 24-7 or your phone will be off at certain times or you don't reply to messages that day, that week or maybe ever. So as you guys know, we went to Israel in April and Vicky of not that long ago would, it was like a known thing, I would literally run around with back-to-back plans, trying to see everyone three times at least, but this time was different. This time I even said no to some people. This time I saw most people once and didn't even make it to my in-law's house, right? Like we saw them lots, but I didn't go to their home in a different town. And we were there for five weeks, right? Okay, 10 days in quarantine, but still, we were there for plenty of time, luxurious amounts of time we'd given ourselves. In fact, we spoke about it after, and I explained. But at the time, I wasn't explaining. I just said no. And I wasn't over-explaining, because when it comes to over-explaining, if you find yourself over-explaining, notice that as a sign of trying to stop other people feeling disappointed. I was okay with them feeling disappointed because they wanted me to come around and I loved them and I trusted that they could handle the disappointment and I could still take care of myself. Which meant some nights in Israel, I stayed in by myself, even though there were people to see and plans that I could have had. Now I wanna tell you all this episode is quite radical for me because I was the say yes to everything love making others feel good, secret people pleaser that felt amazing pleasing others my whole life. And it's just done, like it's over. I love people, I trust their ability to handle disappointment. I love people and I make choices for my life that they can get on board with later. 
I love people and I love myself first. Now, some of you may think, yeah, yeah, that's obvious. But trust me, learning that other people can feel disappointed and you don't have to guilt yourself over it has been a game changer. And sometimes that little guilt habit does seep in before I know what's even happening. And of course, when I catch it, I can use the very tools I teach in Time Hackers to navigate away from it. Because our emotions, including guilt, including disappointment, they are indicators and an opportunity to decide if we wanna keep that guilt or not. And for me, my rules of guilt are very simple. I stop doing the thing or I stop feeling the guilt. So for you listening, who are you afraid of disappointing and why? Is it your fear that they can't handle it? Is it your fear that you can't handle it? Or is it just a programmed habit to break? And what would be different in your life if you were willing to let other people be disappointed? Like what would your day look like? Maybe you would put your kid in front of the iPad for an hour or send them to bed earlier. Maybe you would order in tonight instead of cooking for everyone. Maybe you would cancel plans, stop replying to messages, and even tell people not to message you anymore. Been there. This may seem uncomfortable. I get it. It really is one of those things that goes directly against our brain's programming to be liked by everyone and get the approval of the tribe. But I promise you, letting others experience disappointment is a gift you give them because they then get to make different choices. That move you don't want to see, your friend can find someone that does want to see it and they'll have more fun together. The conversation that you're avoiding having, it's making you avoid that person and act weird around them anyway. <laughs> it's better for them to have it done. The date you keep rescheduling because you don't really wanna go, you are replaceable. They will find someone who does want to date them much faster if you are honest. So today's episode is one to really sit with, maybe re-listen, probably share with some people you know. This topic is so common. And then implement slowly, being kind to yourself as you do. And remember, when you are on the receiving end of that conversation, on that canceled plan, or however it shows up, you too can pause and be thankful that that person has chosen to be brave, to go against their brain's programming, and trust that you can manage disappointment, even when it feels icky, right? Disappointment is temporary. Humans have experienced it forever. It's 100% survivable, I would know. And in fact, if we're really going there, which I will, disappointment and our ability to experience it is what, is what like allows us to build things like courage and strength. I wouldn't change any of my big disappointments or even my little ones in life because they were some of the most valuable lessons. And that's where I will leave you to answer this. What have your lessons been from your own disappointments? And can you trust that other people can learn from theirs? All right, lovelies, that's it for today. Bye. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to feel better? You can download a free anxiety workbook, which includes a bonus worksheet to use anytime you feel anxiety creeping in by heading over to vickilouise.com forward slash guide. That is Vicky, V-I-K-K-I, then Louise, L-O-U-I-S-E. So vickilouise.com forward slash guide. The link will also be in the show notes. 
Just do it. <laughs>